What's up, friends? This is Kenyon, and welcome to Evolution Ave, home of Real Estate Evolved and the Limitless Mindset. This is episode 17. In this episode, I have cool as a brisk breeze, Garnett Briscoe. Yes, Garnett Briscoe, my main man. If you love the content, please like, subscribe, and share. And without further ado, let's get to the episode. What's up, friends, and welcome to the episode. This is episode 17, and this episode is called Cool as a Brisk Breeze. You know, the word brisk means invigorating, fresh, lively. You know who I got here? I got my special guest. I got the man himself. I'm telling you, when it comes to triumph and when it comes to being phenomenal, y'all know I talk about phenomenal a lot. The epitome of it. I got Garnett Briscoe. Garnett, what's up, baby? I appreciate you, man. That was a, uh, <laughs> that was a cool little play on Brisk. I I, I appreciate well, that. That's so, dope. That's so, nice. So full transparency, right? So what I try to do is find something. So I was like, what does Briscoe mean, right? So I looked it up. That's like a Nordic name. You know, you probably know that. Yeah. It's like a Nordic name. Just like Kenyon, most people don't realize Kenyon is blonde in Gaelic. Wow. Because <laughs> you're like, how did your parents think of that name? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's Japanese and black. They kind of did this, putting up money power. That's what it mean. Really, it mean blonde. And clearly, <laughs> I, I guess my skin tone is somewhat dark blonde, right? So maybe it, maybe it do make sense. But brother, I appreciate you coming to the show. Welcome, welcome. You know, this was this has been a couple months in the making. I told yeah. y'all to get you down here, but you know, I wanted to get you down here when I had the lab set up, and I just mm -hmm. set the lab up. This weekend, redid the lab a little bit. Looks so nice. we here. Looks nice. I Looks appreciate nice. it, brother. And I hope to have you down here. This is part one of many because we got a lot to talk about. Yep. Yep. We got yep. a lot of things that the people need to hear. Let's get into it, man. Let's get into it. Um, I like to start off with just telling us a little bit about yourself. Mm -hmm. What do you do? And then name something that you're super thankful for. All right. So my name is Garnett Briscoe, 32 years old. Um, grew up kind of all over South Jersey, graduated from Pensacola High 2008. Uh, I am a full-time real estate agent. I've been in it a little over a year. Uh, I love what I do. I have a, a stand-up comedy background, so I kind of I put that into everything. Um, and yeah, man, I, I, I just appreciate like where I'm at. I get to meet cool people like uh -huh. you. Um, the industry has been like really good to me, so uh, I, I super appreciate it. Um, one thing I'm super grateful for, honestly, my health, my family. I, I can name a litany of things, man. Right, right. Um, but yeah, my health, family, um, to be alive as I know this could be gone at any moment, man. So I'm I'm just happy to be here. Most importantly, what a time to be alive, man. That's a very one, good quote. <laughs> the one thing, the one thing, uh, my man Eric Thomas, my favorite out there, said this recently. He said, um, you know, I know how much money I got. But the one thing I don't have, I don't know how much time I got, right? Mm -hmm. He was like, a lot of speakers didn't leave the auditorium after they spoke. He said Martin Luther King had other things on his itinerary, mm -hmm. but God didn't have that in his plan, yep. right? But, but he had other things on his schedule. So the one thing, you know, health, time, what a time to be alive, So listen, man. real estate agent, yep. philanthropist, yep. marketing guru, yep. and comedian. I tap in to Garnett. I'm like, bro, I remember like when we first met. First of all, a little bit about Garnett. We met at uh, Elegance, right? Yes. And um, walked in. You know how you just got vibes with people, right? And people come into your life for a reason or a season. As soon as I met this brother, I knew like this dude is in my life. More than a season, this is going to be a reason. It's going to yeah. be one of my bros. And we started kicking it. And then I went on his gram. I'm like, oh, yeah, we follow each other. So I started looking. I'm like, yo, bro, let me ask you something. How did, Do you switch outfits for all those reels? Like, <laughs> is that one take? Or are you stopping switching? Is that over a month period? What do you do? So the, the, the ball's a marketing genius. Definitely a comedian. Stand-up comedy. Wow, bro. Tell me. So that leads to my next question, yeah. right? So you, 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 you got a lot of stuff that you're, uh, you know, really nice with. What did you want to be when you grew up? Like, what did you want to be as a kid? Ooh, um, that's, I mean, I, 
of course you want to be an athlete, right? Okay, yeah, of course, yeah. whether it's football, basketball, you know. Whether we dribble out, the, you know what I mean? You already know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 Jay-Z bars in right. this morning. Bars. <laughs> um, yeah, you got that. Uh, other than that, man, to, to like, be honest with you, yeah, I, I, I went to school for cinematography. Okay. I'm, like, really into, like, cameras. I'm really into, like, movie stuff. So, like, that's what I went to college for right. before I end up dropping out. But it was like, it was no real plan. That's okay. like, truthfully, like, it was no real, real plan. I remember um, 18 years old. It's a quick story. I don't think I ever told this out loud. Yeah. Um, but I was actually getting kicked out of my aunt house. Um, and as I'm, like, packing my stuff, I just just turned 18 years old. As I'm packing my stuff, um, you know, my cousin's talking to me. He was like, you know, like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, well, you know, like. I'm interested in doing real estate. I didn't know what that meant back then, right? I didn't know, okay, you got to go to school. You got to do this. You got to do that. I'm just thinking, hey, look, I want to go, you know, see some houses, do some things like that. And, you know, years later, it comes full circle. That's exactly what I'm doing. So Word. it was no, like, real, like, super plan. I just know, you know, I wanted to play sports. Sports is what kept me motivated in school. Um, and then I ended up going to Wilmington University, and I picked up cinematography. Word. That's real dope. So you were down at Wilmington University? Yeah. Okay. I did two years in Wilmington. I had a job, um, you know, pre prior to being a full-time real estate agent yeah. and broker, I was in the tech world. And one of my first jobs was in Wilmington. Um, shout out to Wilmington. Mm -hmm. Great little town. Banks run it pretty much. Um, the only thing about Wilmington, bro, I'll tell you what, after five, it was like a ghost town. <laughs> Listen, not 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 uh not where we stayed at with the basketball team. They oh, were, okay. They, yeah, they they was out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like after five, it was a ghost town. Except if you went in town, in town, in okay. town, it was different. Wilmington, people don't know. Wilmington is is a uh, you know Wilmington's the city. Yeah, but um. Yeah. You know, I always say talking about bars. It was a quiet town, right? Quiet town. Buy it now, whatever. But um, <laughs> yo, we, <laughs> yo, y'all don't even realize this morning. This we doing this this morning. So this is um we we in it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yo, wow. super dope. So. Crazy. You just mentioned real estate. Let's talk about real estate. Why real estate? Um, why? Let's start off with that. Why real estate? I want to know. We got to know more about comedic Briscoe. Yep. And then also about those philanthropic efforts. Because if you're like, I know you grew up a lot like me. We're, we're both from the city. Yep. Uh, you know, it's a big deal for me, especially with the city of Trenton. And uh, now living down here in the city of Camden and in every city, yep. I hope to just touch and, and really give back to those cities. Uh, starting with my city, I want to, you know, rebuild it you know, just put pour more into it. Yeah. Tell me, I want to know more about that, but let's start with real estate. Oh uh, man, real estate. Like I said, I had this vision when I was like 18, but never really like followed through, right. never really knew what that meant. Um, during the pandemic, everything's like, you know, shut down. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually, you know, I'm on a super dope podcast show at the time. Um, you know, living life, enjoying life. Um, and I'm also on M Mina's House podcast. Shout out to Mina Say What. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll call um, you on that. Yeah, yeah. that's 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 my homegirl right there. Real, real, real good friend. So we're actually interviewing a um, an, uh, an investor. Okay. Um, I forget her name. I always do. I apologize. But she, she she motivated me. So I think I saw that episode, actually. Yeah, she's yeah. super dope. So she was, uh, she's, um, at the time, she was... Uh, 20 24 years old okay. something like that and she had over 20 properties and mm -hmm. yeah you know she's you know doing very well buying holds yes okay bird so, game yep okay so her 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 husband um and you know i'm interested at this point right, right. so i'm asking her a bunch of questions and after the episode wraps up it was a really good episode after the episode episode wraps up you know i started to um do my own research just to uh, fact check everything right and yeah everything came out solid you know um so now i'm like this is really dope like i believe i could do something within this industry but i had to find what was for me so you know at the time you know she started out doing wholesaling right. so you know i'm we all started there yeah. so did i <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking i'm like ah, how can i how can i do both how can i learn the game and also acquire some capital and real estate agent just popped out. Right. And I'm like, wow. And I end up signing up the next day. Right. That's dope. I always tell people, if you're interested in real estate, because they always say, should I get my license? Right. Because there's a lot of information out there. We live in this world where we're just bombarded with information and mm -hmm. data. A lot of information says, oh, you don't have to get your real estate license. Right. You don't have to. But it doesn't hurt to have it. Right. Whether you're an investor, whether you're wholesaling, whether you want to be an agent, whether you want to be a real, you know, owner, even owning a real estate company, you don't technically need a license to be a real estate brokerage owner, but it never hurts to have it. Right. I I believe that it opens doors. For instance, 
if I didn't have my real estate license, I don't know if I would know you, right? right. I might have ran into you at Elegance because I rocked with them before I was in real estate, but because um, I met Mike Edwards, the owner, and then Chris, his apprentice, and now you know his partner. Um, Mike lived in my development. Okay, used to my old development, so we met. But but uh, I was just with somebody else yesterday, and same thing. I was like, if if I didn't have my real estate license, I would never have met you. Right. I was telling somebody else at the gym because he's an investor who I've I sell his investment property to help him find investment property. Also sold in his personal home yeah. in here in South Jersey. So if I wasn't a real estate agent, I wouldn't have met him. And then we have an ongoing business relationship and friendship. Right. So it, it definitely opens doors. And like you. Right. My degree was in political science. You know, shout out to Morgan State University. I. You know, political science. HBCUs. Yeah. Okay. I thought I wanted to go work for the FBI, CIA, NSA, do something cool like that in the government. Then I was like, all right, well, maybe law school. But I was like, but my superpower is people, mm -hmm. right? And then I was always interested in real estate. I flipped homes pre-2008 for a while. That was my real estate thing. Did some mortgages here and there. Um, but it wasn't until 2015, 2016 that I became an agent. I said, okay. well, how can I leverage this thing, this people business, right? I love real estate. I love the, the aspects of it. So it's crazy where our journey takes mm -hmm. us, right? So, but your journey started before real estate. Your journey yeah. started with being a comedian. Yep. Tell us about that, man. So, man, that was one and of the things, And I'm going to put you on the too. spot, too, so, but that, go ahead. Listen, it's all good. So that was, uh, <laughs> that, that was one of the things just right. uh, growing up, man. One of my uh, one of my barbers, man, shout out to Juan. Um, I used to, you know, just hang out at the barbershop. You know, so you already got your cut, but everybody young, we right. up at the barbershop. We do. It's only around the corner, you know, eat some food, crack some right. jokes. And, uh, you know, during that time, he always used to be like, man, you should try stand-up comedy. And I'm like, what? Like, man, I ain't doing that. Like, like I said, I might have been 17, 18 years old right, at the time. Right. I'm like, man, I'm not doing that. A um, couple years go by, I end up hearing it again from a couple people, and I'm like, man, signs, man. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, dang. And I don't, I'm somebody I don't like being fearful of something. Right. So it's like. At the time, I'm like petrified. Like, man, I can't do no stand-up comedy. Like, I, I can't be Kevin Hart. I can't be Richard Pryor. Like, I can't be Bernie Mac. Like, I'm up Eddie Murphy. I'm up against a lot. I'm like, man, just talking myself out of it. Um, one day, I actually took that chance. This is when the Laugh House was on South Street. So, I was okay. my very my very first time doing stand-up comedy was at the Laugh House. And, man, the only thing I can say is they didn't boo. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they, they, they very first time they did not boo. The second time I, I did terrible. I did okay. horrible. Um, but I went up there. You know, I gave my all. I didn't know how to formulate a joke, write a joke. I just did it. Right. Um. And like I said, I don't like being fearful of things. Right. So you know, once the fear was over, I'm like, all right, cool. Well, I did it. Mission accomplished. Word. And like I said, I might have been 21, 22 years old at the time. Right. Did it a couple times. I didn't do it again. To like six years later, and wow, deep. when that happened, it was one of those things. I had a this is a crazy story too. So it was almost like a nightmare how how it all played out. I'm knocked out right in a dream, dreaming. Okay, inside of this dream, um, Will Smith is having a comedy class, and I'm inside his comedy class, stand up comedy class. It's like it doesn't make any sense, right? Um, so I'm in his class. And, you know, everybody's joking around. He's telling everybody to sit down because we're about to get started. So I get called up first. Right. When I get called up, I kind of get, like, stage fright. And I don't say anything. My heart is pumping. They're waiting on something. Almost like 8 Mile. Right. Okay, okay, <laughs> like he, okay. He, like, froze up. Right, right, right. So I'm on stage, and, like, I like I jumped up out of my sleep. Once again, I don't like being afraid of anything. Right, right. So to me, that was like a nightmare. I'm like, oh, no, this isn't going to accomplish me. Um, and I just thought it was funny, you know, Will Smith is doing stand-up comedy. Who would have thought, right? right? So, um, in uh, Philadelphia, uh, shout out to Ray Gordon and Keith from Up the Block. They actually do, uh, they hold a stand-up comedy class called um, the Philadelphia uh, Comedy College. So, I end up finding that, it's probably six in the morning when I wake up, I end up finding that and I sign up that day. Now, what makes this story ironic is that a week later, do you know who did their first stand-up comedy show? Will Smith. That's crazy. That's who crazy. Thought? It's like he did his very first stand-up comedy show. So that's kind of how I got into it. I took this comedy course. Um, from there, you know, we have an alumni show. We sell tickets. Our friends and family come out. That was actually at um, 
at Punchline Philly. Okay. Um, so it's really dope, really big event. Uh, I did pretty good. wasn't wasn't bad. You know, like I said, we we still amateurs. Well, they laugh. Point. Right. Right. We, 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 well, they throw tomatoes at you. That's it. That's <laughs> it. That's it. You know, we we did. We right. <laughs> everybody did pretty well. Um, and from there, I figured out like, okay, well, I'm selling tickets. I'm able to sell tickets at a a, a high clip, right? Um, but I'm giving a lot of this money back. Right. I'm like, man, I could throw a show. Okay. So I'm like, okay, why not structure this as a business? Kind of like how Kevin Hart does. Like, you know, he throws a show, makes money. He puts other people on. Right. But he's still able to get his dreams out there. You know what I'm saying? It's just not him producing shows for other people or relying on other people to, you know, give him opportunities creating it. So from there, that's when I started producing my own shows and headlining them and booking comedians and things like that. Um, and you know, we, we, we did that in Philly, we did that in Jersey, we did that in PA. Um, so it's like, yeah, I, I, Atlantic city, shout out to the guys in Atlantic city too, uh, that helped out with that. But that's where I kind of started getting my comedy, you know, oh, dope. getting, getting settled with that and okay. l- learning business. Yeah. That's what's up, man. So listen, you know, I'm about to start really getting out there on my speaking tour man can you can you manage me can you get me can you get me some bookings for sure yeah got Listen, you back. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna speak with you all right i'm gonna hold you <laughs> perfect man and look that's what i want because i think that's really dope tell us talk to tell us more about well one okay let me put you on the spot make us laugh this morning bro oh man tell us something man Listen, i'm be honest with you i ain't got it right now you ain't gonna do that <laughs> I told, I told you I was going to put you on the spot, I bro. <laughs> I, was, I was getting paid for that. So you can, you can cash right, at me, so man. This is what I tell you right now. All right, this is what I'm going to say. This is this what you can do for the audience, for my listeners. Sometime today, post something from your comedy days. Post something from my comedy days. A quick clip, clip story, clip reel, just something. I might have something on my Google yeah, Drive. Pull, pull, something pull something out. Pull something out. Tell us more about those philanthropic efforts because, um, you know, I know you have a story and I'm assuming that if you don't mind being vulnerable, yep. I think our vulnerability uh, is what shows people the real side of us. Right. Because, you know, our biggest failures, our biggest lessons in life, the things we've been through in life, is, that's that's what builds us. That's what builds our character. It also builds up our biggest successes. Right. Mm-hmm. So tell us about your, 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 your philanthropic efforts. What's behind that? And then, you know, go into the story of what drives it. Yeah, so you know, just giving back, like I like we spoke about this previously, but um, I think it's more than just financially. It's more than just money, right? I would consider myself, uh, quote unquote, like I didn't make up, I didn't make this up, but like quote unquote, like a hope dealer. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I got it like, on my, I got it on my profile. I probably, I probably got it from yep. you. Let me be honest with you. <laughs> probably got it from you. Um, but yeah, I, I would say that because you know, financially, you can give people money all you want that may not change the actual mindset of the people that you're intending to help. So, you know, whether it's, you know, living through my story, giving people hope that way, Mm -hmm. uh, speaking to people actually, you know, joining real estate. Um, you know, I've done a a few, uh, first time home buying seminars in certain areas on purpose. Right. Um, just to give back that information to hopefully spark people's brain to, you know, do something different. So I, as of right now, my phila, uh, philanthropical efforts is definitely more how can I inspire you? How can right. I change your mindset? How can I let you know, you know, the situation that you're in can always be better than what it is. So um, in the future, I'm definitely, well, I already wrote the outline. I got to be a little bit more proactive on it, but starting my own nonprofit okay. to keep doing that and then also be able to double down financially and help people out that way as well. So, Bet, bet, bet. You know, hope is a thing that somebody asked me recently. They were like, yo, you know, so you're speaking more, um, you know, who's your audiences? And I said, well, you know, a lot of different people, right? The things that I know about. So yeah. one, if you're an inner city youth, I can connect with inner city youth. So of course I want to talk to inner city youth. I want to talk to, if you're in the sales world, the real estate world, the tech sales world, any type of sales world, any type of people facing business or venture you know i can speak to those people yeah. and i said even the jail they're like well why would you speak to jails man because like you never been to jail um you know what could you really give them because you don't know what they're going through i said there's something i can give them and what i can give yeah. them is hope yeah right i can give them hope i can't i can't get them out of jail because when you really think about it any audience that you're speaking to i always tell people i always usually start speeches off and let people know that i'm talking to listen you know if i'm speaking at a school if i'm speaking to salespeople. There's nothing I can give you that you don't already have, mm-hmm. right? There's, there's already some greatness inside of you. There's always something special inside of you. I can't give that to you. You already have it. But what I can do and what I have the ability to do through my words, right, which I feel is my gift, is I have the ability to help you harness those things and help you take yeah. your whatever it is to the next level. Even if 
it's just hope, right? I have the ability to give you hope and not just make you feel it, but to hopefully live with it, mm -hmm. right? Live with that hope. So you might be in jail, you might be down and out, but there's something you can do. That hope is what brings you out, right? I don't care if you're doing life. You can do some things while you're doing life, right? Yep. You can sit there and rot or you can try to make a difference, right? Yep. You can help other cats coming in. I know a lot of cats that their goal becomes, I'm going to help other cats that's here that do have a chance to go out. When they go out, they're going to do something better. So hope is a is a big thing for yeah. sure. For and, sure. and uh, you know, to touch on what you just said, as far as sometimes the people in prison and jails, they need to hear from somebody right. that didn't go through that. Right. Because they, you know. You're in there, you, you're hearing the same story all the time. Not yeah. to say it can't be impactful, but you would love to hear something new and refreshing that may right. stick. Right. So. Yeah, because I believe sometimes that's, that's the problem, right? The problem is, you know, I tell people, you know, I can't control uh, who I'm around, but I can control who I'm around. You know, if, if, if y'all, if you know, picking up you. what I'm putting down, right? Because I can't control people. I can only control, like, me and you are friends. But I'm not in control of our friendship. Right. What I'm in control of is how good of a friend am I to you, mm -hmm. right? But I can, con and now if you're not a good friend back to me, what I can control is if I'm going to be around you, exactly. right? So if you're in jail or, you know, if you want to be an aspiring business person, but you're hanging around people that aren't, you know, you have to make that decision, right? So if you're in jail, for instance, because that's the topic or that's kind of what we're touching on, yeah, you're right they've been all their lives they've been around people that talk about being in and out of jail mm -hmm. and that's probably why they end up sometimes being in and out of jail themselves right where the influences have to be different right yeah. i grew up in the 80s and 90s in trenton the in, i had a choice between my influences right so growing up in trenton i loved i loved my childhood i, I always call it the golden era because i grew up and who had the dopest cars the dopest clothes the dopest jewelry the dope dealers yep. right and as much as i admired them I just chose to follow and look at other people, right? A Different World was a big show when I, I'm a little older than yeah. you, but A Different World was out. And I saw A Different World. I was like, yo, that college stuff, look mm -hmm. all right. They having a ball. And the ball, Dwayne Wayne got the Jordans mm -hmm. on. He got the flip-up glasses. Like, I mean, it was just like, I talk about it all the time. His girl was fine. His girl was fine. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It was like, I want that, yeah. right? I want, that's, this is what I want. I want to see that. And... That's what I chose. And I was like, so I can still be cool, go to school, play sports and all that stuff. And I can still, you know, I'm, I live there. I'm, I'm, I always tell people I was uh, on the streets, but I wasn't in the streets, right? And what I found, a lot of people will go in the streets because they think that they try to impress other people. Mm -hmm. And they try to impress people that if you get locked up or you die, those people don't care Not about you. For you. They forget about you, right? And I said, you know, when you try to live your life where you're impressing other people or you live for other people to get the validation of other people, that's a sickness. You sick, mm -hmm. right? You sick. If you buying, you know, breaking your wallet to wear something because you want other people to see it, you sick. Because mm -hmm. then people don't care, right? Because when you broke, they're not going to help you, At right? You sick. What I realized was some of the realest G's that I grew up with, when I went to college, when I came home, it wasn't like they was like, Yo, you corny now. You go to college. I, think, I guess you think you're better than us. The real cats was like, yo, proud of you, bro. Don't ever come back. Right. And if, But when you do come back, only come back to come pull people like us out. He's right. like, I ain't never coming out. Though. I'm just letting you know. Don't talk to me. But a lot of young boys <laughs> out here that'll listen to you. So real proud of you, yeah. bro. When you come back, just that's the only reason I want you to come back, though. Some of them just like, yo, just don't come back here. Bro. Right. I mean, we. I love seeing what you're doing from afar. Cause I'm, and I, you know, that was my opportunity to get them some hope, though. Mm -hmm. Bro, this ain't it for you. I mean, you only you're 20. Right. <laughs> what you right, talking right, about? Right, right. You know what I mean? You could change. You know what I mean? Some of the best CEOs in the world, you know what their backgrounds was. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So it's a, it's a it's a heck of a dynamic, man. But um, yeah, I'm proud of you, bro. Like you've Thank always you. inspired me, enlightened me. And um, I know that's one of the reasons why you and I are close because the circle you keep mm -hmm. is important. So um, so talk let's talk about real estate, man, because real estate is uh, a common bond that we have in business. how do you feel about the market right now? Man, uh so I'm still like like I said, I, I just I'm a little in over a year. So the market that you working I entered, though. You yeah, working. I don't I don't know anything else. So that's the thing. Like the the market that I joined in, everybody, you know, that has experience, they've been in it. Yo, it's crazy. Crazy. You market. know, but to me, I you know, I'm just putting in the work. So, right. you know, I don't know if that's crazy or not, but people are telling me it is. So when it's, you know, thirty offers that we're going against for our buyers, that's all I know. That's right. all I'm used to. Right. When, you know, this is Maybe I'll figure out later on, but you know, when houses are going fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars over listening, it's like 
that's all I know. Right. <laughs> you right. know, at this point. Um, but I did see a little bit of the shift um, maybe a few months back when I got a couple of my listings. Uh, once again, rates are going up. So mm -hmm. I can see how that can be right. So I can see how that can uh, affect it a little bit. Uh, prices aren't changing too much yet. Um, yeah, I don't. I'll, I'll let you finish. Yeah. I, I got my my own draw on that, but okay. So like I'm 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 looking at it from that standpoint where it's like oh it's a little slower as far as um how quickly some of these houses are mm -hmm. going. It's slowing because it, it was ridiculous at was one crazy. point where you know you put it up you're actually under contract within three or four weeks like it's i mean you're actually closing within three or three four, or four weeks. weeks yeah so it's like contract. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you ain't you under contract in three or that, four minutes right <laughs> that's a fact <laughs> so it's like you know you, you you have your average closing you know less than a month right i, I think at our office it might have been like 23 days yeah, it was crazy where it's like holy crap um but now you know i'm seeing it you know be two three months now mm -hmm. um you know mm -hmm. prices aren't changing too too much but there's been circumstances where I see a lot of price reduction because the market is going to tell you how much your home is worth. Sure. You know, so if you're not getting any offers, then it probably means it's priced too high at the moment. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's still fruitful, you know, uh, for buyers and for sellers. Um, it's just not flying off the shelf the right. way that it was. But, you know, that's that's my experience in it at the moment. Yeah. Here's my take, if y'all don't mind. So. A lot of people are saying we're going into, oh, man, we're going to a shift. We're going to a, a bad market. Well, I think the opposite, right? Mm -hmm. I think that we were in a bad market. So I started in real estate where if you had a new client, first-time home buyer, eyes are big, they can't wait to live the American dream, I was able to help them, right? Mm -hmm. Help them in the, to the point where here's your pre-approval. This is what you're approved for. This is what you're comfortable with. Let's go shopping. And after shopping, they had three to five options. Okay, five homes that you really like. Pick one. Mm -hmm. This one's our favorite. Let's put our offer in. Okay, if it's a popular house, sure, it might have a competing offer, but they had five to choose from that were, you know, well, we like this one a little bit more. It was actually a problem where they was like, I don't know which one to buy. Right. Right. And this was first time home buyers. We're talking 300 k or less. You know, you're just first time home buyer. The American dream was so obtainable, right? And rates were, you know, when I first started, rates were five, six percent. Right. That was the, that was normal. That right. was good. That was a, a, a tier one buyer with 20 percent down conventional. So to me, that's a good market. I think we're going we're leaving a bad market, a market where one house in Williamstown, New Jersey, has 40 offers and the winning offer is one hundred and fifty thousand over asking price. That's not a good market. Right. right? For us as realtors that are looking to help our clients. Right. We're not in a great position because that first time home buyer that may not have. Um, you know, 300% more of their down payment, right? So they can pay, an ex uh, you know, a crazy amount over. They don't mm -hmm. have it, right? right? Parents aren't loaded. Parents can't say, well, you know, here's another 100K to, so you can beat that offer. Like, not everybody's in that position, right. especially the people that I want to help, right? Um, so that's not a good market. It's not a good market that, you know, it's just you can't buy a house. To me, that's not a good market, yeah. right? A good market is the American yep. dream of buying a home, right? Because, you know, look, we having a baby. I need to get out this apartment. We need more space. Or, hey, you know, our kids are out. We need to tap into this equity because we want to start planning for more of our retirement. So we want to, you know, move into a condo. Everybody needs to be able to, you know, realize their real estate dream. So I think we're actually moving into a, a good market a because market, I've seen yeah. that market before. You're going to have some agents that, you know, did enjoy this market because maybe they were listing heavy and mm -hmm. they did. But even with sellers, sometimes like, well, look, I had a lot of sellers that were like, look, we, we're excited to sell. But the stressful part was when we sell, where do we go? Yeah. Right. Yep. You know, even some of them looking in Florida, they're like, yeah, even we want to move to Florida, but prices down there are going crazy. Yep. So that was even a stress for some people. So I think we're leaving a bad market. We're going into a normal market. I won't even say good. I'll say a normal market, right? A market where. Yeah, as real estate professionals, you got to put some work in, right? Mm -hmm. You have to market. You got to keep in touch with your sphere. You got to, you know, keep in touch with the data. You got to be up on it. You actually got to work. I guess that things you should already be doing. You should be doing, but a lot of agents weren't doing that mm -hmm. in the past two and a half years, right? A lot of sometimes newer agents were just milking. Hey, people are just coming to me, yeah. right? Rates are good. Everybody's buying, right? right. But now it's like, okay, I really got to become an advisor now. Again, if you mm -hmm. were in the the market before this but if you're new you don't know any better you got to become an advisor i think i already know you got that but you got to become an advisor second thing is especially for buyers right yeah um 
and this isn't shameless because we're realtors and we want more buyers. But if you are a buyer, you know, your your dream of owning a home is not over and you shouldn't be discouraged. And I'm going to tell you why, right? So, okay, rates are 7%, right? Or knocking on it at least. Here's your three options, right? Option one, rates go down in a few years, you refi to a lower rate. To be honest, right now, even if the rates were seven, when I first bought my first house in 2007, my rate was six and a half. That was a really, really good rate, right? right? My parents always joke about, when we bought our house, it was 18%, right? <laughs> so at the end of the day, if you're renting, your percent is infinity percent, right? <laughs> right. So 7%, 10%, it's not bad for you, right? You're still buying a home that you're building equity in because one thing about home values that I was saying earlier, I don't see home values dropping dramatically. I think they'll stabilize, right? Because- if you live in a good area or even an up and coming area, prices are just going to go up anyway. That's right. just natural. Um, option number two is rates stay the same, no harm done, right? Right. Option number three, rates keep rising and you're locked in at seven, yeah. not 12, right? I think it's a win, draw, win, right? It, it sounds like you got a deal. I think you got a pretty good deal. So, you know, I know a lot of people, married a property, date the rate, blah, 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 whatever. No matter how you look at it, real estate is always a good investment. It's right. always a solid foundational investment. So that's just what I believe from, from that perspective. That's um, a very good, uh, my bad, but that's a very good, um, that's a positive outlook on it. Because you'll, 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 you'll have people that saying, well, you know, it's bad for this or bad for that. But within that, you, it's a lot of opportunity for the people that want to put in the work. Right. And it's a lot of opportunity. I thought that was a good a good perspective of saying basically what you said to sum, sum it up is everybody eats. Everybody <laughs> eats, man. No matter how you look everybody at it. Everybody eats. Everybody yep. eats, man. And you know me, I'm, I'm always glass at full, positive K, whatever you want to say, but that's just how I am, right? I always look at it that way because my other outlook on life has always been, well, if I don't look at it in a positive way, then what's, what's my alternative? And what does the alternative do? Mm -hmm. Worrying never solved no problems. Crying never solved no problems. Stressing out never solved no problems, right? The only thing that I know that solved problems that pushes you to the next level, that pushes you past failure, pushes you over boundaries, is being positive that you can overcome it, mm -hmm. that you can do it, that you're going to make it, that it's going to be better, that it's going to happen, right? That's the only way life works for me. Yep. And I think the more people get that mindset, the more to understand. So best advice you would give, you're a year and some change in, best advice you would give to new and prospective realtors? New agents, I would say network, definitely network. Um, you know, go outside, shake hands, kiss babies, you know, go mm -hmm. into your office as much as possible. Um, take the, if you have an office. Yeah, if, if you have an the office, virtual world, the metaverse is real. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say. Yeah, so yeah. even you know, if if you have that, <laughs> still do that. Make sure you take your classes, but don't take too many classes because if you're always Ooh, in class, I love you. That means you ain't working. I love you. So said you know, that. that's 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 something that they don't necessarily tell you. You know, like if you're always in class because it seems like you know, I'm not gonna say every, but most broker brokerages. They have classes all day long. Right. As many as you want to take, that's as many as they have. Um, but if, if you're in there all day, what work did you put in? So, you know, <laughs> go go to a few. Make sure you learn. Make sure you network, whether it's in person, whether it's online. You know, shoot people messages. Hey, look, do you want to get up, do some script right. reading? Yep. Or, hey, ask questions. You know, um, can we, you know, do coffee? You know, we can sit there and talk. So networking is definitely key. Um, figure out how to market yourself, you know, and that's kind of knowing you look at what you're good at and double down on it. Um, I know, you know, there's some people that's phenomenal at cold calling, right? Like if that's something that you're really into, figure out your wave, right? Exa exactly. So whatever that thing is that you're good at, definitely do that. Um, and I'll say last but not least, um, be patient, right? Because, in this game, you'll figure out early why a lot of agents don't make it past mm -hmm. that first year or two years. So you got to be patient. Um, I kind of look at it where it's like for everybody that goes to the gym, you know, we know the body that you want, mm -hmm. but it takes time to get there. Right. And you can't accomplish that on day one. Right. Sometimes you got to put six months in worth of work in order to see the results for the next six months. Mm -hmm. You know, so I would definitely say that be patient. Work hard, network, and get out there. Try stuff. Get out there, yeah. Get out in the streets. We just talked about this earlier because um, you were out last night. And yeah. I said, man, you know, you remind me of myself. When I first got in the game, it was all about, like, 
right now is about building Garnett Briscoe, mm-hmm. right? And that's how it was for me. It was about building Kenyon Hunter, the brand. Because beyond your brokerage, beyond anything else, your brand is the most important thing about your real estate career. Your brand, your reputation, and your ability to deliver results, mm-hmm. right? That's the most important thing. All the other stuff doesn't really matter at the end of the day, right? Because there is no one size fits all for, for brokerages. There is no one size fits all for marketing tactics or techniques. There's no one size fits all for anything. It's But the one thing you have to develop is your brand mm-hmm. and your ability to deliver results and have that professional culture of success for people. Um, you said something that I love because I used to tell agents this all the time. I said, listen, I love the fact that you're so into the classes and learning, but at some point you got to launch, mm-hmm. right? You can sit there all you want and do that, but you got to go ahead and actually do it because right. that's not going to, that's not, that's not a revenue. I believe in revenue generating activities, right? RGA, MGA, whatever. People have different names for it. Revenue generating activities. Learning is not a revenue generating activity, right? You should do it, but that's something you should do, but it's, the precursor to the revenue generating activities. So I'm a big believer in you just got to go out there and do it. You'll learn more by actually getting out there Mm -hmm. than you would sitting in looking at some videos or even sitting in front of a professor or, or an instructor. You got to actually go do the work. That's a fact. The other thing I wanted to touch on that you mentioned was, you know, one of the biggest challenges I, as a leader and someone who coaches and and cultivates agents, right? My mission now is, you know, I'm more, I'm less of a, actual agent more you know not even the broker hat i'm just here to really help agents become successful that's my my i think that's what i was born to do that's what i was meant to do that's why real estate has been a great platform for me agents and salespeople are like um patience is so key because what i see agents doing right now is especially a new agent uh they come in join a brokerage right they don't see results in two months 60 days 90 days they'll jump to another brokerage don't see results in 60 days 90 days jump somewhere else because they keep going where the carrot is dangled and where, hey, we got leads. Hey, we do this. Hey, we do that. But it's really about what do you do? Yeah. Bingo. It's what do you do, Bingo. right? There's nobody, even if you go somewhere and they feed you leads, you got to call them, mm-hmm. right? I know agents that will be like, yeah, 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 bet. You give them 100 leads and they won't, next week, hey, how's those leads going? How many you called? Um, you know, I, I call like three. Yeah. They all said no. Oh. Call three out of hundred. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, I call like twenty of them. Yeah, but I get you a hundred, right? So it's not a nobody's going to give you anything unless you have to do it. It starts inside and it go it, it goes out. And let me let me say one more thing mm-hmm. as well. Your show, bro. Um, Your show. So dang, that just slipped my mind that fast. Look at that. <laughs> it's something in his coffee. This isn't regular coffee. He he did something to me. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna keep you down here in this lab, bro. You a permanent co-host. Oh man, listen, I'm all for it, man. Um, you eat good, yeah, you know I mean, yeah. Listen, yeah, he got the food upstairs. His dog is nice, you know. Oh well, beautiful. why? Why you think? Oh, I appreciate that too, yeah. man. I appreciate that. Dogs man. are phenomenal. <laughs> I, I would have let Drake come down, but you know he might start barking or something, mess up the yeah, tape. He, but he, he rallied, but, um, man. Something else you said that I really love is yeah, get out there and build your network. Because yeah. I remember when when I first started, um, you know, my wife to get mad at me, right? And I was like, listen, you understand. I got to be out here shaking hands and kissing babies, mm-hmm. right? Because that's how you build a brand. That's how people know who you are. You can't be a secret agent, right? You can't be invisible. Your visibility is part of your marketing, right? So like, even I tell agents a lot, I see agents that, you know, people always say, well, Kenyon, your social media uh, is banging, right? And I said, yeah, because I give people me a glimpse into who I am, right? I don't post, my social media isn't, I see some agents where the whole social media is just homes, right? Or it's just a walking, it's, your social media is no different from me just getting on, um, you know, any brokerage's website and yeah. just seeing a bunch of homes listed. Or their social media looks like those magazines at the supermarket. Remember those real estate yep, magazines yep. at the supermarket? Yep. That's what their social media looks like, just a bunch of houses, right? And it's just like... No personality to it. There's no... What's captivating about that, right? Yep. People are captivated to Garnett Briscoe, not just the realtor, but the comedian, right. the philanthropist, the, the guy who is a hope dealer, Right. Maybe I should start a group called the Hope Dealers. Maybe hey, I should I'm, be a, I'm, I'm for it. Yeah, let's understand. start. Maybe me. Let's work. We're gonna I'm talk about it. that, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, this is I'm what this it. is what collaboration is all I'm about, right? So maybe we should talk about it. Do you remember what you was gonna say? Yeah. So I was gonna say for new agents as well, have a plan. Have a plan because of what what you touched on as far as um, you know switching agencies, which I get sometimes it may not be the right fit. That's I do natural. understand it. Yep, do understand it. But what's gonna hold you from uh, you know to stop focusing on the things that you honestly can't change and to focus on yourself right um 
is to have some type of plan. I don't care what it is, but have a plan and give yourself some time to quote unquote fail. That means actually attempt it multiple times Mm -hmm. until you like, oh, well, I got to tweak this and tweak this in order to get the results that I want. So, yeah, I'll say definitely have a plan because that allows you to focus on yourself more than to focus on, um, you know, different brokerages or people that may be offering you things. Because if you know what you want, you'll you'll be okay. You're always going to get, yeah, you'll you'll get to what's being offered to you. That's not leaving anywhere. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you'll be able to figure out what you truly want and what you got into the business for. And, you know, you'll be able to meet some great people and do some great things. So, yeah, I'll definitely say make a game plan, even if it's small. Facts. Game plan. Facts. And something I said in my in the reel I posted earlier was the bigger you get, the less you do. But until you get big, you have to do a lot. Yeah. Right. You know, when it comes to it's like being an athlete, man, like when you get to LeBron James's status, then you can make moves, right? Yeah. You can d- dictate where you want to go or go and figure out the best situation for you to maximize your, your potential, mm-hmm. maximize your, your, you know, your ability to perform, right? But when you're a rookie, you need to suck everything in. You need yep. to learn. You need to grow. And, but you need to put the work in, right? So that's big. And speaking of dreams, before we go, before we wrap up, you know, like you had a dream. I had a dream. And that's what made me say, you know what? I got to become more consistent with the podcast and I got to get out there and speak. Mm-hmm. I had a dream that I had a radio show or like maybe like a podcast, a host, uh, just a, a ho- maybe a podcast show. Yeah. Like Impact Theory is one of my favorite. I was kind of on a set like that. You know who my guests were? LeBron and Bronny James. That's dope. So guess what I wrote? I have a book. It's called my vision book where mm-hmm. I write a lot, a lot of my dreams, my visions, my goals. I wrote, I will have a nationwide syndicated podcast, radio show, show, something. And one of my guests will be LeBron and Bronny James. That's dope. That's powerful. It's powerful, man. Your your, your dreams, your visions, your goals, they're all possible. They all come true. All right, man. So I like to wrap it up uh, a little bit. I got one more thing. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. I got got time. I got time. I'll say this too because we didn't uh, touch on this earlier. Man, I knew about this guy before I even got into real estate, man. <laughs> like the the moment that I met you was like, that's him. That's the guy. So when I signed up for my class, right, I, um, I had like this like epiphany where it's like I knew what I was going to do. I, right. I had my own, you know, game plan. Where it was like, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to work social media. I'll market this way. I'll do this. And I'm like, let me see who's the biggest social media person in the state of New Jersey for real estate. I Google it. Guess who pops up? <laughs> this guy. Yeah. Green, yeah. green jacket walking num- down the street. Number one. And, you know, I'm like, oh, wow. You know, he's black. He come from a certain place. I'm like, dang, like, it's really possible. I'm not, like, making it's this. Possible. Yeah, I'm, I'm not making this up. So I went and I followed him immediately. And I've been watching him ever since. So that was before I even ran into you that day. That's wow. before... I even, um, you know, started day one of my real estate school. Wow. Like, uh, before I passed the test, I already was following. And then you walked in to that uh, networking event that day. And it's like, man, it is such a pleasure to meet you. And, you know, didn't disappoint. Um, Very good guy. I think we had a conversation, probably about a two-hour conversation the very next day. And we got to know each other, talking about life. And then, like, now we're here. Yeah, you, know so. you told me your story. I told you my story, man. And we just, you know, now we're brothers, man. And you, you're part of the inner circle, man. So, you know, I, I appreciate that. Like I said, you know, people come into your life for a reason or a yep. season. And, um, you know, I was really happy when I walked in and we connected, man. So that that was just super dopeness, man. Super yep. dopeness. You know, we didn't really talk about, like, how you came up and why you moved yeah. so much a little bit. That's a lot. Um, you want to go over a little bit? Want to just tap yeah, into yeah, it a little bit? Because I, I think people should know a little bit about, like, because people need to know, like, it's possible, right? Mm-hmm. My my you know, my mentor Les Brown always says it's necessary, it's possible, it's you. Right. Right. So go into that a little bit before we wrap up. So like the thing that I like live by, this is my story, this is my truth. Um, I didn't grow up the best way, it wasn't the easiest way possible. Um, the hands that I was dealt, I'm pretty sure if you get these cards nine times out of ten, you wouldn't want them. Uh, when I was eight years old. You know, I grew up in a domestic violence household. Uh, When I was eight years old, I actually, you know, witnessed my father uh, kill my mom. Um, That was New Year's Eve, uh, 1997. Um, And that's when, like, everything for me kind of changed. I ended up reading a book recently. Um, It's the loss that lasts forever. Uh, Losing a a 
losing a parent early childhood, something like that. I don't know. I'm probably messing it up. But the way they describe it, it's uh, absolute catastrophic. You know, it's a complete wipeout when you lose a parent. And I happen to lose both at the same time. Right. You know, my father went to prison and, you know, my mom is deceased. And that changed a lot for me. So even going back to the philanthropy thing and stuff like that, like I feel like it's an obligation to change people's mindset because I know I am supposed to be here, but given the statistics, like if this was if life was based off of statistics, I'm supposed to be dead or in jail right. or just not in a good position at the moment. Um, so you know, I, I live my life through that, uh, even with real estate. So how that comes full circle. I don't think I said this out loud, like on a show or anything yet. But um, over the last few years, I've been able to, you know, try to garner a relationship with my dad. Okay. Um, you know, I'm super big on forgiveness. And that was the one thing I felt like that was like holding me back. Got you. And once I was able to do that, um, you know, it took my life to places that I've never seen before. And in the midst of it, um, you know, he calls me from prison and, you know, he checks in on me. Like I said, we're, we're building a relationship and, um, you know, he's like, Hey, like what you up to? Like, what's new? Right. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm, uh, I'm at real estate school. I'm, you know, trying to get my realtor license and you know, so what he, he just start laughing. I'm looking <laughs> like what the hell are you laughing for? <laughs> like, what's it like? I'm trying to tell you what I'm doing and right, you right. over here giggling, thinking it's a joke. And he's like, nah, man, you just don't get it. Like, we so much alike. He, I'm like, you know, how so? He's like, well, you know, before everything happened, I was actually like about to get into real estate. I wow. had my own plan to start investing. I had my own plan to, you know, do X, Y, Z. And I'm like, wow. You know, wow. so what I learned during this process, and we have the same name, by the way. Okay. I'm not a junior because we have different middle names. Second, third? Uh, no, we, we have different middle okay, names. Okay, gotcha, so, gotcha. Yeah, I'm, but we have the same first gotcha. and last name. Um, So, you know, during this time from eight years old up maybe until you know 27 i pretty much hated him right and what i learned is by hating him i actually hated half of myself mm, do you know what i'm saying that's it's deep. like that's my we have the same name right you know so that'll put it in perspective like when he calls from prison it you know says garnett briscoe and that lets me know wow. that i'm not far off from wow. that you know in a in a different world i could be there right you know, wow, that's deep, bro. So I was able to bypass a certain thing. And I want to give my brother a shout out, too. So I was able to, you know, even start the journey to forgive my father because of my brother. My brother's five years old, older than me. We have different dads. Okay. But, you know, my father was there when he was young. Uh, so, you know, he, he did a good job raising us, you know, for the most part, right? Um, but when my brother was able to forgive him. That's why I'm like, well, damn, who am I? Because my brother don't have no excuse. He, right. he doesn't have a reason. It's not his biological father. You know, it's not the same blood pumping through him. Gotcha. So, you know, it's kind of like a stepfather doing this to the, the person you love most. Right. And when he was able to do it, I'm like, wow, who the hell am I? So my brother to me is the strongest person that I ever met in my life. Um, and that's what motivated me to be on this journey. And to, you know, flex my superpower, which I feel like is forgiveness. That's taken a lot off of me. Um, that's also allowed me to break down a lot of barriers. I was, I'm able to move things with my mind, with my heart, rather than my hands and in the physical. We're only so strong that way. Right. Um, but, yeah, forgiveness is really big for me, and I try to try to preach that to people. Facts, man. Yo, you're an amazing brother, bro. I love you, bro, man. Appreciate that's you. amazing, man, because, like, and I know there's a lot of people out there that's going to resonate with that. And it's going to feel that. So thanks for sharing that, man. Appreciate I mean, that's that. like, that's, that's the vulnerability that I said, like a lot of people don't have it. A lot of people won't do it, but you know, I think it means a lot. So I really appreciate you sharing that. No, no problem. No so problem. let's get into this. Three statements. I ask every guest that comes mm -hmm. on the show. The three statements are next year. I will be next year. I will be six, four to 20. <laughs> I wish yeah. I'd be in the, oh, yeah. I'm a little, I'm a little my NFL days are old. My window <laughs> closed, but yeah, I wish um, <laughs> next year I will be, um, he gave us something funny. You just gave it to us. There you go. 
You paid your you debt. You, you paid what you owe, bro. You gotta let it be natural, right? You can't just put me on it. That, that's the thing about comedy and comedians. We get asked that all the time, right, especially right. if you show up to like Thanksgiving. Like if, if you're meeting a girlfriend's family, oh man, it's the worst. Tell me a joke. And then they got jokes for you. Hey, check this out. This is what I was working on. This is what, check this. And it's like, yeah, I got them. I, I got them. Look, I, I don't feel like joke. hearing that right now, but come on. If you like, don't believe I know joke. how to move people, I just moved, this, I just moved them in the, from, from, from uh, realtor Briscoe to, 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 you know, let's talk deep Briscoe yeah. to comedic Briscoe. Boom. Just like that. Yo. Seamless, seamless. Yo, um, all right. Next year you will be. Next year I will be. Um, shoot, that's actually a really good question, man. Um, so many things. Next year I will be an investor. There you go. Yeah. So okay, that's what's up. So in five years I will be. Five years I will be. Um, a broker salesperson. Okay, I love that. My own team. I'll be licensed in, you know, other states as well. Um, also, I mean, personally, I would just say I want to be become more family oriented, even though I am uh, like I don't have kids or anything right. like that yet. But in five years, I hope, you know, I'll have that and a dog <laughs> you know, or two. Yeah. Listen, listen, listen. I, 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 I may treat myself to a dog sooner right. than later. There but um, yeah, in, in five years. Yeah. I would just see myself in that light. Yeah. Dope. Real dope. Um, big question. Mm-hmm. My impact to the world will be my impact to the world would be my superpower, uh, forgiveness, uh, letting people know that, um, you know, whatever you're going through today, you don't have to go through tomorrow. Don't let your circumstances define you. You know, you can always make it through if somebody always going through something, you know, uh, quote unquote worse or, you know, having a, a, a bad day, you know, that's worse than yours. So um that's that's mine it's trying to you know be empathetic spread love to people and uh you know put a smile on people's faces that's a big impact brother i know you're gonna make every single piece of that impact work and bring it to the world you You got dreams the world needs and Mm -hmm. the world definitely needs your dreams bro so i'm glad you're out here giving it to them once again man appreciate you being on the show bro this means a lot this is going to be one of the most epic episodes i think people are going to pull so much value and so much inspiration from this episode um yo how can people connect with you Man, how can they connect with me? Listen, my phone. <laughs> how can they get some of the my, jokes, some of the real estate life, some of the just the Garnett Briscoe, the life of? How, where do they get it from? Where can they see media, it? Social media, for sure. Uh, Facebook, Garnett Briscoe. Um, you can do the same thing on Instagram, but my actual tag is Sherlock Homeboy. <laughs> That's Sherlock Homeboy, boy with an I, not a Y. Why? Uh, my my phone number is all over the internet right. so if you just want to text me too like i'll be, I be saying people's like yo what's your number it's like damn you don't be reading my post yo, it's public it's, it's, on, it's on every post <laughs> it's on every post listen 856-495-6019 don't prank call me or nothing like that you know just reach out to me say hi so you see me from afar things like that but that's a good way to get in contact with me and then yeah if you see me out I'm very approachable, you know, if, if I don't know you, definitely, you know, introduce yourself. I would love to, you know, build a relationship with you, so. That's what's up, that's what's up. Well, look, I hope y'all enjoyed the episode. Look, if you love it, you love the content, please like, subscribe, and share. Once again, thanks for going and Briscoe for coming through. Always. See you on the next episode, but in the meantime, y'all stay super blessed.